Welcome to Inbound Sales Journey. If you want to hone your sales skills and learn from the leaders on inbound selling, you've come to the right place. This episode of Inbound Sales Journey is brought to you by Do Inbound, the world's first project and process management platform built specifically for inbound marketing agencies. Learn more at doinbound.com. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan and Greg. Welcome to episode 20 of Inbound Sales Journey. I'm your host, Ryan Herman, and I'm joined by Gray McKenzie. And in this season, if you guys have been following us so far, uh, you know this by now, but for the new people tuning in, we are talking about uh, on these 12 episodes that make up season two, uh, we are breaking them down into one of a uh, common objection that we hear when selling inbound services. Uh, really excited about the one we're going to talk about today. I know Gray is a, as well. He's come up, up against this one multiple times, even before I joined the agency here. Um, and that is why should we use HubSpot? Uh, in the previous episode, we talked about do we guarantee results. If you guys are interested in that, check that out. But today we're going to be focusing on HubSpot. We are a HubSpot certified partner agency. We combat this one a lot. Gray, I know you have some experience in this one, so I'm going to throw this over to you. Uh, what do you say when people start asking questions around HubSpot and if it's right for them and if they should use it? I love hearing this one, and this is one that you hear most of the time. If it's someone who's not, obviously, someone who's not a current HubSpot user, maybe hasn't run into it before, they have a website, and especially when it's somebody who uh, really hasn't done much marketing automation before, in some cases, there are folks who've hacked a system together and think that they're cutting it. But the question is, why should we? HubSpot's expensive. Why should we use it? And it really comes down to, is it going to be worth uh, the price of admission to be a HubSpot user? So the first, I think the first thing that you do is you disarm the prospect by saying HubSpot is not right for everybody. And if you fall into these camps, you probably shouldn't use HubSpot. Um, and then you can, then you've kind of set yourself on a level where you've said, okay, there are these companies who shouldn't use HubSpot. Why specifically am I recommending it for your situation? And typically my answer revolves around uh, kind of the, the subject of time versus money. And almost all businesses go through this process where in the v- very beginning of a business, you have more time than you have money. So your hourly rate, if you were making an hourly rate, is very low and you're willing to invest time to build something that will save you money. So in the beginning, it might be worth to hack it together and try and say, okay, instead of HubSpot, I can get away with using WordPress and MailChimp and lead pages and Google Analytics and all of these different tools that we're going to pull together. And I'm using Hootsuite for the social side of things. Um, and I'm using Raven tools for the SEO side of things and Google Analytics for the um, for the traffic reports and page performance type stuff. So I'm grabbing all of these different things. And, um, and then I've got another tool, obviously, that's my CRM. And, and so it might be worth hacking something like that together. What happens is over time, it's no longer worth it. Your hourly rate increases, and now the time that you have to spend having fragmented data and going into different systems uh, is starting to cost you more money than it would cost to just pay for HubSpot. So your system starts to break down. And what I tell people is, I don't know what your growth scheme or your growth strategy is, but especially in the software world, uh, and obviously with Do Inbound, we're experienced in this space, you need to think about the idea of technical debt And technical debt is a term in the software space where it's this fact that if I build something into the tool today, 
I can't just add on more code tomorrow to to replace that. What I need to do is I need to go back in and I need to very carefully pull out what I built previously or at least components of that to add in what I have to make sure that it that it works in there. And the more code that we add, the more careful we're going to have to be in the future when we're trying to add more stuff to it. Because what's going to wind up happening here is at some point we're going to hit uh, so much technical debt that it's not even worth trying to add onto that system if we've done things poorly. And we just need to scrap that entire thing and build over from scratch. And that is very costly. So if I'm talking to somebody, and and I mean, here's the deal is, if you are not trying to grow aggressively, if you're not trying to handle a lot of contacts, first of all, if you're handling uh, a handful of contacts every month um, and there's not, you know, you've got a direct sales process that have, I mean, there, there's all kinds of exceptions that could be a reason not to use HubSpot. But if you have goals to grow your company, you're going to be over a half a million dollar company at some point, which hopefully that's the majority of companies. Um, and and I generally use that number as kind of a starting point is if you're going to be a half a million dollar company here within the next year or two, if you're not there yet, uh, then maybe we're looking at HubSpot. If you are a one-man shop somewhere, like don't bother using HubSpot unless you're trying to be an expert at it and use it for other folks. Um, but what you need to think about is you might save yourself. So let's say HubSpot Professionals is $800 a year, and you're paying for that for an entire year. Um, so we're around $10,000 in invested in HubSpot by the time we get everything in there to come out of HubSpot. Well, the problem is if you're a startup today and you don't need that, but you're trying to scale aggressively, you get to this point a year later where now you have to spend a ton of money to take all of this data that you have in all of these different places and try and pull it into a into an integrated system like this. And it's going to cost you a ton when you make that decision at that point. So I just kind of break it down for people and just say, ultimately, this is your decision to make. If you're going to work with us, we're going to be using HubSpot. And these are the reasons why we want to do that. Obviously, if, you know, for someone to be able to work with us, they're going to be at least a half a million dollar company. Um, so in terms of folks coming to us, and I mean, it's very rare for us to work with a company who's under $5 million in annual revenue. So most of those companies have the organizational size and have enough requirements that it makes sense to invest in HubSpot or the goal is to go into HubSpot. But that is, uh, that's kind of the spiel that I give people and why I would recommend a tool like a HubSpot. Really good overview there, Gray. A couple of things that I want to add to it. Um, I think that really this is a time versus money conversation. And a lot of people uh, will view things just in terms of money, but not factor in time. And when you're piecing things together, time is a commodity, which is much harder to measure than money, starts to kind of get lost in, in what you, you know, in, in what should be both time and money. Um, so that's what we know. It's having the conversation around that and getting the prospect to realize that, um, that if HubSpot really is a good fit for them, that's kind of the conversation where I take it, where I like to bring it. Um, but there's a few questions that I ask. Um, and Gray, I want to talk about the, the sales um, principle of disarming. And you touched about on this in the beginning, um, before I jump into my three questions, because they kind of go hand in hand here, when someone asks you, why should we use HubSpot? That is a loaded question because what they are expecting you to say is, this is why you should use HubSpot. And by saying, 
maybe you shouldn't use HubSpot. And this can be applied not to this, just to this question, but anytime that a prospect is asking you something, like we talked about in a previous episode, why are you the best fit to work with me? Everyone expects you to say, we are the best fit to work with you guys because of this. Uh, But saying to people, look, we might not be the best fit. HubSpot might not be the best fit. Until I have more context, until I know more, let's let's dig into that a little bit more and start to ask more questions. That takes it from them just kind of waiting to hear your response and assuming that they know what you're going to say to now changing their mindset to, huh, they're not just trying to sell me on HubSpot. They're not just trying to sell me on them as an agency. They actually are going to take the time to think through and talk with me to make sure I am the best fit. And we tell them, HubSpot, honestly, it might not be the best fit for you. Us as an agency, we might not be the best fit for you. And if we're not, we'll try to point you in the direction that we'll be the best fit. And just that shift in mindset, I think, um, takes people from where they think the conversation is going to a little bit less of a hostile, a little bit more of an open dialogue. Um, So to get there, um, that's how I usually will start this conversation. Well, let's not assume HubSpot is the best fit. HubSpot is a solution. It might not be the solution. Let's talk about it. Now, most of our our customers, Gray, almost all of them are are HubSpot customers, and they're going to get to that point uh, because that's typically our target market can afford it. It's not you know always a money issue, and it makes sense in, in the industries that we service. So realistically, I know in the beginning of this conversation, if they're going to work with us, they're probably going to end up using HubSpot. But I don't start with that. I start to have the conversation Maybe it's not, but let's let's assume that it could be, and let's talk about that. So I'll ask them, why are they considering using HubSpot? Obviously, they know the name. They've probably done some research about it. What is it that you like or don't like about it? What is your current system like? So are you guys kind of hacking things together now? And that's a really good segue into, again, the time versus money discussion. What's the current system like now? How much time are you spending there? Obviously, HubSpot's more expensive, but if you take that into account, are, are you tracking your time in quantifying that in a dollar amount. And then I'll ask them, is there anything other than money holding you back? Because a lot of times we assume they're asking about HubSpot because it's expensive and money's got to be the issue. But again, if we dig a little deeper, maybe there are other reasons. They've read reviews online. There's things, features that they're not sure about. They don't quite understand. They don't know if it can do everything that they want it to do. Is there anything other than money that is holding you back? So digging into those three areas is where I like to take the conversation after disarming them and not trying to shove HubSpot down their throat, even though I know that, you know, typically that's the way it's going to go. It's allowing them to come to the realization that, okay, HubSpot is actually a good fit now that I'm more educated, now that I have a better understanding of things. Uh, So that's really how I like to tackle this, this as well, Gray. Yeah, I think that's exactly right, is asking those questions first. And the other thing is, I think it can be easy in the time versus money conversation, which is, I think it's an important principle to share with people. Um, and let them kind of make that decision for themselves, but also figuring out what are they trying to accomplish. And because the reality is HubSpot isn't just a mashup of WordPress plus Google Analytics plus MailChimp plus all these different fragmented tools. It's its own tool, and there are some things that it does better and some things that it does worse than other tools. And I guess one of the things that I also uh, kind of, that I think was helpful that you touched on, Ryan, that I just kind of glossed over at the beginning was the assumption because most of the time what happens is folks don't want to buy HubSpot because of the price. But there are also cases where folks will not use HubSpot because they're considering a Marketo or a Pardot or an Eloqua or some other solution uh, that does the same thing. And so in those cases, 
it's the same. It's going to be the same process of well, why are you considering using HubSpot? What are the alternatives? Um, what's the current system like? What are you trying to accomplish? And your your goal here is simply to try and figure out what's the best fit for them. It's not to sell more HubSpot software. It's not to sell more anybody else's software. It's just figuring out what's going to be the best fit for them. And I think that the way that you can add the most value is communicate that, truly act like that, and then also um, let them know that this isn't about the best system for you today. This is what's the best system for you today plus in the future. And we need to be thinking about where we're going, not just where we are right now because if you're thinking about doing inbound marketing if we're having this conversation when you're talking about hiring us to do inbound um your situation a year from now should look a lot different from the way it looks today Mm, that's a good one gray too that we didn't talk about but again we touched about on this in previous episodes not just letting a prospect think of you know a month or two months from now but what's their long-term solution um, and building things around that. And this comes up a lot too, Gray. We don't have to get into this, but when we sell, we do a lot of website um, and we do WordPress development, but we do a lot of COS development. And people always ask me, you know, what if because it's less expensive, I start with a WordPress site and use these other things? And because I'm not fully, don't know if I'm fully committed to HubSpot, I'm not sure about this. And again, that, that conversation will typically circle back again to, you know, why would you do all the same work twice uh, instead of trying to plan for the future, make the larger investment up front for what you know is going to bring you more long-term success? And it's it's surprising to me because to me it's obvious, but I'm obviously a little more educated about how it all works together. It's getting people that education as well to explain, you know, to me it's kind of a no-brainer. If, if you're growing, if this is, is something that, you know, you're going to be able to invest in and HubSpot is the future. And I think HubSpot's proven pretty, pretty well that they are the leader in this space. It's not like you're going with the, uh, the small, you know, guy that you don't know if they're going to be scalable with you. They, they work with a lot of different industries and sizes and things like that. So, um, that's bringing it back to that grade is also important. What, what is the long term, not just the short term and getting people to think in, in that uh, sense as well. For sure. And one of the places, just to kind of give people an inside peek at what we do at Guavabox, one of the places where we'll tackle the what's the what's the platform going to be that you use, sometimes this comes up in the sales process, but sometimes this why should we use HubSpot comes up in, which is really an extension of the sales process, but it's also part of the delivery process and it's kind of bridging the gap during the customer experience, uh, is that game plan process. So as we're building a game plan we're uncovering their needs. We're putting together the strategy. And based on that, it's going to become more and more apparent as to what the platform should be that they're going to wind up using. So we don't want to blindside people and say, now that we've built a game plan, now we're going to introduce this software that might cost you uh, $800 to two or $3,000 a month um, that you're going to have to, in order to implement this plan that we've built, um, you're going to have to spend this money just on the software. So we don't want to introduce that and blindside them at that point. Um, so that's why sometimes this does come up uh, relatively frequently during the sales process. But it's just something that most of the time this conversation uh, becomes easier as you go through the game plan development process. And they're engaged with what's going on. How, how would we handle these specific use cases in HubSpot versus in another platform? Right. And I and just to you know shed some more light on that as well, and then we'll wrap up here, Gray. 
Um, but I always, uh, if they are debating, and a lot of people do come in debating what platform and systems and things like this to use, we'll always kind of lay out and I'll talk with them about some of the differences and say, and it's fine to say, and people, you know, understand when I say, look, I don't want to tell you right now over the phone, what is the best option for you? That's something that we can take uh, a deeper dive into during the game plan process where we can really see and figure out what system is going to be able to support you the best. And, and people kind of like that answer too, instead of just, hey, during this you know 20-minute phone call, you've, you try to figure out my next 12-month you know financial commitment like this, that it's a more well-thought-out, well-founded um, you know decision that we've come to during that game plan process. So, uh, Gray, unless you have anything, I'm going to wrap us up. You good? Sounds good. Cool. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys listening in to episode number 20 um, of the Inbound Sales Journey podcast. Uh, if you guys have not subscribed, would love it if you went to iTunes and subscribed. If you like the show, also super helpful uh, for us if you would rate it. Um, maybe leave a comment in there. But Everything that we talked about today will be written up uh, in synopsis and put in the show notes, which can be found at doinbound.com slash sales journey. Uh, one thing that you will find there as well is a free ebook, The 10 Steps to Building an Inbound Agency Sales System. If that's something that you guys are really trying to figure out, uh, we use the HubSpot CRM. We kind of outline the steps that we took to implement and build our inbound agency sales system that should be helpful for you there. The other thing you can do down there is leave comments right on the show notes. So if you have uh, a good way of overcoming this objection that you'd like to share with everyone else, awesome place for uh, you to share your thoughts. We would appreciate it. I'm sure other people would appreciate it as well. Uh, so until next time, good luck selling uh, and keep on moving forward. Thank you for listening to Inbound Sales Journey. You can find the show's notes for today's episode at doinbound.com slash sales journey. That's doinbound, all one word, dot com slash sales journey. Today's show was brought to you by the Agency Sales System, the online course designed specifically to teach you how to build a rock-solid agency sales system inside your HubSpot CRM. Learn more at doinbound.com slash sales course. That's doinbound, all one word, dot com slash sales course. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to iTunes and subscribe, and make sure to leave us a review of the show. Until next time, remember, life is a journey. Keep moving forward.